Hey, I'm Christopher Schiefling, and this is Auscultation, a podcast in search of a humanities-based practice of healthcare. Thanks so much for joining. Today, we're listening to excerpts from Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson, a 19th century British novelist who traveled the world in search of a healing climate for an unexplained chronic pulmonary illness. Treasure Island is the story of Jim, a young boy who goes on an adventure in search of hidden pirate treasure. Our excerpt comes at the beginning of the book when a self-described captain takes up residence at Jim's family's inn, where he spends his nights drinking rum, singing pirate songs, and refusing to pay his tab. After having what's reported to be a stroke and getting bleeding treatments from the local doctor, he's too weak to get rum on his own, and he starts going through withdrawal. And our passage features the captain's efforts to convince Jim to give him a drop of rum. Excerpts from Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. But he broke in cursing the doctor in a feeble voice, but heartily. Doctors is all swabs, he said. And that doctor there, why, what do he know about seafaring men? I've been in places hot as pitch and mates dropping round with yellow jack and the blessed land a heaving like the sea with earthquakes. What do the doctor know of lands like that? And I lived on rum, I tell you. It's been meat and drink and man and wife to me. And if I'm not to have my rum now, I'm a poor old hulk on a lee shore. My blood will be on you, Jim, and that doctor swab. And he ran on again for a while with curses. Look, Jim, how my fingers fidges, he continued in a pleading tone. I can't keep them still, not I. I haven't had a drop this blessed day. That doctor's a fool. And I tell you, if I don't have a drain of rum, Jim, I'll have the horrors. I seen some of them already. I seen old Flint there in the corner, behind you, plain as print. I seen him. And if I get the horrors, I'm a man that has lived rough. And I'll raise Cain. Your doctor himself said one glass wouldn't hurt me. I'll give you a golden guinea for a noggin, Jim. Some thoughts on alcohol withdrawal. I love this passage because Stevenson gives such a clinical presentation of the captain's alcohol withdrawal. Because it's so good, I use it when teaching on the inpatient medicine rounds. We hear many of the symptoms and signs of withdrawal. The captain shows us his tremors, saying, Look, Jim, how my fingers fidges. I can't keep them still, not I. Fidges is a wonderfully archaic word for fidgets. He also experiences hallucinations, or the horrors, as he calls them. I see an old flint in the corner there, behind you, plain as print. And Jim observes his anxiety. He was growing more and more excited. And the captain threatens worsening agitation if his withdrawal continues, saying, I'll raise Cain. Additionally, His references to heat with his description of places hot as pitch and mates dropping around with yellow jack, which is also known as yellow fever, 
hints that he may be feverish and diaphoretic, which is another symptom of withdrawal. And there are many, many scoring systems to assess the severity of alcohol withdrawal and help guide treatments. And one of the more commonly used scales is called CIWA, or C-I-W-A. And by only using the symptoms directly mentioned in this passage, which is the, the tremors, his visual hallucinations, agitation, and anxiety, I give him a score of at least 16. And medications for alcohol withdrawal usually start for scores around 8 to 10. And scores greater than 15 indicate a high risk for a severe form of, uh, of withdrawal known as delirium tremens, or DTs. And delirium tremens is defined by the DSM-5 as delirium with alcohol withdrawal. But clinically and socially, DTs follow a much, much looser definition. The mortality rate for patients who develop clinical delirium tremens is 1-5% to with treatment, but as high as 15% without therapy. The captain meets the DSM-5 diagnosis of delirium tremens. As we described above, he's experiencing withdrawal, and he also has deliriums with his inattention, uh, as seen by his tangential curses of the, the doctor, and he has an altered and fluctuating sensorium with his transient visual hallucinations. He said, uh, I seen some already, which suggests that he's no longer having the hallucinations. And with this understanding of his delirium tremens, the captain's threat that my blood will be on you, Jim, and that Dr. Swab, is not just a ruse to get more rum. Treatment for his withdrawal is truly a matter of life and death. He may also bring up his death because many people with delirium tremens do feel a sense of impending doom. Another important detail of the history for people with alcohol withdrawal is the time since their last drink. And this is important for a few reasons. First, because it points to the timing of when withdrawal may occur, and it usually starts six hours after the last drink. And it also can point to the timing of the most severe symptoms, including seizures, which can occur 12 to 48 hours after the last drink. Before our excerpt, Stevenson notes that it is about noon, and the captain says, I haven't had a drop this blessed day. So it's been at least 12 hours since his last drink, and he is entering the window for the most severe symptoms of alcohol withdrawal. These days, the typical medical treatment for alcohol withdrawal is with benzodiazepines and or barbiturates. And the dosing is based on the level of symptoms. However, alcohol itself can be used to, for treatment as well. And many hospitals still have this on their formulary, and it's particularly used by surgeons. All this to say, the captain urgently needs treatment for his alcohol withdrawal. And in this case, the only treatment he has available is his one noggin of rum. This episode is brought to you by ears. As the saying goes, you have two ears and only one mouth, so use them accordingly. But you're listening to a podcast, so I guess I'm preaching to the choir. Hear, here to ears. Some thoughts on bargaining. The captain's arguments for more rum are very reminiscent of the conversations that I have about opioids and other controlled medications. 
before this passage, he starts with flattery, saying, Jim, you're the only one here that's worth anything. And then he goes to the insults of the prior clinicians. Doctors is all swabs. And here, swabs refers to mops used to clean the decks or the barrels of firearms. He then goes on uh, to elevate his own lived experience with, what do he know about seafaring men? And then there's blaming, with my blood will be on you, Jim. And he also then demonstrates his his illness with uh, showing up his fingers. And there's the veiled threat of, I'm a man that's lived rough and all raised cane. And then the baby step argument, with one glass wouldn't hurt. And finally, there's the bribe of the golden guinea. So this is particularly impressive because Stevenson managed to squeeze all these arguments into just a few paragraphs, which is similar to a clinic visit where you can span all of these arguments as well within the span of 10 minutes. The captain's arguments also demonstrate the psychological phenomenon of splitting, where people are seen as either all good or all bad. And splitting is a common feature of uh, challenging patient encounters. In this case, Jim is the only one here that's worth anything. And on the other side, his doctors is all swabs. And with these cases, you often start on the Dr. Jekyll side of the split. And then there's an inevitable disappointment, as with any relationship. And then you turn up being Mr. Hyde. And it can be an absolute roller coaster at times. Here, there's no good outcome for the bargain. Either the captain doesn't drink and he risks the effects of uncontrolled withdrawal, or he returns to drinking, which reinforces his dependency on alcohol. There were no effective treatments for alcohol use disorder in the late 1800s. At this time, Freud had infamously proposed cocaine as a treatment, which only succeeded in substituting one addiction for the other, and Alcoholics Anonymous wasn't founded until the 1930s. And even though we have much better treatments 100 years later, discussing the therapeutic options for people with substance use disorders can still feel like a poor bargain. Some thoughts on the poetry of the captain. It's easy to pass judgment on the captain. He's a pirate, and by his own admission, He's a man that has lived rough and threatens to raise Cain. And earlier in the book, he intimidates the villagers with a sword and he refuses to pay for his prolonged stay in heavy drinking. And the narrator characterizes him as, quote, the filthy, heavy, bleared scarecrow of a pirate of ours, sitting far gone in rum. So one of the, the wonderful Stevenson does here with the captain, as well as with his other characters, is that he makes them much more, more nuanced. No one is, is black or white. Uh, there's no splitting here. And for the captain, he gives him a wonderful lyricism. And you can take, for example, the, the metaphor of rum. It's been meat and drink and man and wife to me. And without rum, he metaphorically becomes a poor old hulk on a lee shore or in other words, a wrecked ship that was likely cast aground by the wind blowing towards the coast or the lee shore. Similarly, he uses a number of similes, such as hot as pitch in the blessed land, a heating like the sea. And then he goes on to pepper his argument with alliteration. Fingers fidges, have the horrors, plain as print. 
I'll give you a gold guinea for a noggin, Jim. And in this way, the captain uses poetic devices to drive home his plea for more rum. The narrator even calls direct attention to the captain's charisma, saying, I really believe his presence did us good. People were frightened at the time, but on looking back, they rather liked it. It was a fine excitement in a quiet country life. And there was even a party of the younger men who pretended to admire him, calling him a true sea dog and a real old salt and such like names, and saying there was the sort of man that made England terrible at the sea. By painting the captain with all his shades, Stevenson pushes us to judge, distrust, pity, sympathize, and appreciate him all at the same time. Letting patients with substance use disorders tell their stories rather than confining them to their medical histories stirs up a similarly complex set of emotions. And that, of course, is why it's so much easier to stick to the comfortable shores of the medical facts. Excerpts from Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. But he broke in cursing the doctor in a feeble voice, but heartily. Doctors is all swabs, he said. And that doctor there, why, what do he know about seafaring men? I've been in places hot as pitch and mates dropping round with yellow jack and the blessed land a heaving like the sea with earthquakes. What do the doctor know of lands like that? And I lived on rum, I tell you. It's been meat and drink and man and wife to me. And if I'm not to have my rum now, I'm a poor old hulk on a lee shore. My blood will be on you, Jim, and that doctor swab. And he ran on again for a while with curses. Look, Jim, how my fingers fidges, he continued in a pleading tone. I can't keep them still, not I. I haven't had a drop this blessed day. That doctor's a fool. And I tell you, if I don't have a drain of rum, Jim, I'll have the horrors. I seen some of them already. I seen old Flint there in the corner, behind you, plain as print. I seen him. And if I get the horrors, I'm a man that has lived rough and all raised cane. Your doctor himself said one glass wouldn't hurt me. I'll give you a golden guinea for a noggin, Jim. Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson was published in 1883 and is now part of public domain. You can find show notes for this episode at anauscultation.wordpress.com and you can send comments, suggestions, and questions to the Twitter handle at anauscultation or to the email anauscultation at gmail.com. Auscultation is produced and recorded on the ancestral home of the Ute, Cheyenne, and Arapaho peoples. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, follow, or share to help others find out about us too. Until next month, be kind and live the questions.